Wait. Where? Back to the future. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. sound of the league for the season and what a season it's been absolutely it's unreal they've done it they've actually gone and done it Javier Iretta's Deportivo are La Liga winners it's it's incredible Jack it's fucking amazing it's it's extraordinary they'd come close a few years back when they were beaten to the title uh, by Barcelona on the final day of the season and that was heartbreaking for, for Depor but for them to to have stuck together um, a lot a large portion of the squad to have stuck together and to to have added that final bit of quality that they needed to to just push them that little bit further it's it's incredible and it's you know what they they've been well worth well worth their title because they have been phenomenal this season Dan obviously i mean Barcelona's season hope and praying that that's most a miracle but you know, you have to have belief, but I mean, what can what can you say? What can you say? First of all, I just want to echo Jack's comments and say it was a sensational achievement to, to get your first title like they did. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But I'm not bitter or anything from a Barca point of view that Barca ended up with a title. I'm I'm thrilled for the Depot players. I'm th- thrilled for the fans. I'm thrilled for everyone involved with the club because. It's something that they'll remember forever. Every breath they take, they'll remember this day. They'll remember it. And wow, just a brilliant end to a great season. Well, lads, I'm going to run through the results. We had Depart 2, Espanyol nil. <laughs> Espanyol certainly not helping their city rivals, but you know, who'd, who'd have known that would happen? Barcelona 2, Celta Vigo 2. Celta Vigo actually helping Depart. Again, who'd have known that would happen? Valencia 2, Zaragoza 1 in another one of the big games of the weekend. Valencia securing that UEFA Champions League qualifier spot over Zaragoza. Could have come second, but Barca's head-to-head were better, but just a single goal. A Zaragoza win would have put them into second, but they actually end up in a UEFA Cup spot due to Madrid being the holders. In Madrid beaten 1-0 by Valladolid. Madrid's qualify for the UCL, as I said, as the holders, but an absolutely pathetic performance. Athletic 2, Alaves 1. With Sevilla 2, Rio Vallecano 3. Sevilla's recent form has been abysmal. Segunda awaits them next season, unfortunately. With Mallorca 1, Atleti 2. Again, similar to Sevilla, Atleti have to contend with Segunda football next season, leaving their late run of results Late. Malaga nil, Racing nil. Pretty drab affair this. We played on the 8 1. Lariel 2. Numancia 1. Betis 2. Betis will also join Sevilla in the Segunda, where the Seville derby will have to be played out. And again, that will be missed. But, lads, looking back, it's a, an amazing season. Absolutely, personally chuffed. Chuffed for that table. But let's look at the game itself. Jack Reed's 37-year-old Donato opened at the scoring, only for McCoy to Mercurial McCoy to seal the win and the title. For me, McCoy has been one of the best players in the league. So befitting for him to have scored the goal that seals the title. And looking back, 
signed from Tenerife for 12 million pesetas. We have in the next couple of months, we'll be transferring to euros. I think that equates to 70 to 80,000 euros, which is just remarkable. He's been godlike this season for Deportivo. And as you mentioned, Jordan, the, the introduction, it's been signings like that that have pushed Deportivo to the top of the league and playing some pretty nice football along the way. Like I said, they've signed really well kind of since nine, the the early 1990s, really. Donato, 37 years old now, as you mentioned, he's been at the club since 1993, played tons and tons of games, can never really fault his commitment either in the, the centre of the park or when he when he does fill in at the back with the occasional injury or su- suspension, he just lives for football. It's players like him who stick around, who genuinely love the club. You know, let, let's not kid ourselves. When when Depor came close to to winning the league a few years back, that squad could have very easily have, have broken up, gone their separate ways. I think a lot of the players would have ended up kicking themselves because they would have missed out on the, the chance to, to do something really special, which is what they've now gone and done. And the signing of Mackay, who him, along with a few others, had, has taken them to that level where they can get themselves over the finish line and win the league title. The fact that he was signed so cheaply is just remarkable. I mean, he looked decent with Tenerife uh, last season, but he has just turned it up to a whole new level this year. And I think that can be said for a lot of the, the Depot squad as well. But there were kind of signs that Mackay was going to be doing something special right from the very start when his league debut for Depot back at the opening game of the season, he scored a hat-trick against Alaves in a 4-1 win. And since then, Depot have never really looked back. Dan, obviously, we, we went into the last game of the season... Yeah, there was hope. You know, Espanyol have been pretty decent the last couple of weeks. They've been really impressive. Obviously, season's over for them. They have the Copa del Rey final next week. But, uh, you know, as a Barcelona fan, like, are you disappointed? Like, uh, personally, I am because, you know, I, I wanted the league. I believed it would happen. But as soon as that goal from Donato went in, for me, it's, it's not despair. I'm not disappointed I'm, I'm kind of glad to see another name on the trophy yeah I echo your words there mate to see a team get the first title it, it, it's a special it's a special it's a special thing what we've witnessed yeah it's something that will not happen again you can only win your first title once as daft as it sounds it is it's straightforward that's what it is and the fans the scenes were brilliant with the fans on the pitch it masked over any sad feelings I had for Barca not, not getting the title but you just felt, I just felt that the the would do it. There were pressure on last game of the season. Like I said, there was the outside chance that Barca could win, but it just felt like a carnival atmosphere. Now, I'd love to have been there in the resort to, to witness it because it, when they just came onto the pitch, how, how it felt, they didn't seem relieved. It's like the fans believed. They weren't a, a it didn't feel as if the full-time whistle's gone, right, we've done it, that's a massive relief. It was just like a party atmosphere. That's what I got from it, watching it. And and don't get me wrong, they'd have been they'd have panicked like mad, the fans, but they didn't show that to the to the players and the players fed off the, 
the positiveness what the fans gave them. And you know what? They've they've deserved it. They've they've been sensational at home all season. The, I mean the the result against Madrid is a standout one, especially when you look at the scoreline. But just how well they've done it all, the fact that they've only dropped points in three games. You know, if you can build a solid if you can build a fortress at home where you're a tough team to beat and before the ball's kicked, you know it's gonna if the chances are you aren't gonna win. Yeah, only two teams have managed it. They, they dropped dropped two points in a draw. They deserved it, and I'm not sad. I am, I am, but I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. You know, if it were another team, potentially I may have been, but because it's Depot, I'm thrilled for him. I'm thrilled for the fans. I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled for the for the players involved. Yeah, it would have been nice for Espanyol to do us, you know, a favour, but <laughs> Espanyol being Espanyol, obviously not. But at the same time, Celta Vigo had the opportunity to stick the knife into Depot, but they clearly didn't. I don't know, you know, with this Barcelona, Barcelona have underperformed this season, and for me, they've it's the the fault is with Louis Van Gaal. He's I don't know what it is. This Barcelona, they're lacking spirit. Absolute. It's it's. The quicker he goes, the better, as far as I'm concerned, because, you know, there's, there's chains on that Barcelona team that should have been lifted. With the players we have, the players that have come in, the likes of Lippmann, Danny Garcia, and all, they, you know, these these players, that I just feel like they're being restricted. But I'm not going to dwell on it. Say, Look, Jack, at the start of the season, like when we were giving out our pre-season predictions, none of us had Depot anywhere near the top five. But again, when you look at the signings they've made... Almost every single one of them have made an impact. McCoy, Jokanovic, Mendes, Sanchez, all the Sanchez, a couple of Sanchez coming in. It's just, it's dream, it's, it's dreamland. It's dreamland for them. It's like, we, got, we may never see this again, but is this the way forward for teams in the league to come up against the Barcelona and Real Madrid? You know, think outside the box. Don't, don't feel you have to you know, spend absolute fortunes on players to compete. Just be smart in your approach. Look again, Roy McCoy, Jesus Christ, pittance was paid for him. Pittance. Exactly. And that's what makes this league title all the more special for Depot. The fact that before the season started, they, like you said, they weren't anywhere near the top five in anyone's predictions. But the fact that you know, it's not even the fact that they were they finished second the season before, or even challenged the season before. This genuinely has come out of nowhere. It's been so unexpected, and that is what makes it as brilliant as it is. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's been a fantastic season right throughout, from Depor down through the entire top six are only separated by eight points. Which, given how poor Madrid have been this season, is quite bizarre, really. That. You know they're only eight points behind the league leaders at the at the end of the season, so it's not like they they were runaway title winners, but that's something that I think they'll they'll like that they'll like the fact that they did it, but they had to grind it out and it wasn't easy for them. It's not like okay Barcelona and Madrid were both kind of substandard, shall we say, this year, but that's just making it sweeter for for Depor because it shows that they can be matched that it's not always Barcelona and Madrid, that teams, as long as they go about it the right way, and as you say, think outside the box a little, then they can compete. And their signings, you know, we could go on about their signings for 
well, for hours and hours on end because all of them have made an impact. But it's it's more than the impact because it seems like all of the players genuinely care for the club and are genuinely passionate about the badge and about the fans. I doubt we'll ever see anything like this in our lifetime again, but we just need to enjoy it. And something that's quite interesting is the fact that uh, Madrid have actually lost less games than Depor this season. But, you know, that just shows that draws can kill you. True, and another team that I don't forget about was Zaragoza. They had an outside outside chance of winning the league this season. They would have have had some pretty spectacular (laughs) results go for them. Personally, I, I think the league was done when... Well, not done, done, but I think it was more than likely over when Barcelona lost to to Rio with a few games to go. Because had they would have won that, they would have really put the pressure on Depor, who hadn't won in three games at that point. They they'd lost one and had two draws, and I think had Barcelona won that, then Depor probably would have just cracked and it would have slipped away from them. But when Barcelona lost to to Rio Vallecano, I think that that was it. That that was what signalled to me Depor are going to do it. Yeah, Barcelona have been, you know, pretty poor at home, in my opinion. I mean, if the likes of Mallorca, Real Vallecano, Alaves beating them. I mean, again, high hopes, high hopes personally for them coming in this season, thinking, not that they'd walk it, but, you know, easily the favourites. And then you look at Madrid spending nearly £100 million on players coming in. Just... Dan, I mean, <laughs> you have to keep going back. It's just, you know, for the last day of the season, so many teams, I'm not going to say so many teams are in it, but it's it typifies Depot all season. They had to win, and by God did they win. As soon as that goal went in from Donato, that's game over. I mean, it was, it was, it was killing me listening to it. It was killing me. But what more can be said when you have... I think I'm just ranting because I'm half pissed off and half kind of delighted there was Madrid. <laughs> that, that's it, Gabby. It's, it's, it's a different feeling. The fact that, as you say, it, it weren't Madrid. If it were Madrid who pipped us to the title, then I'd be, I'd be annoyed. I'd, I'd be really upset and angry about it. But because it's not, and it's, as yourself and Jack's just been on about, it's a team who's done things the right way. They haven't gone out and just chucked millions and millions at, at players. They've recruited so smartly. You know, they've, they've done the business in the transfer window and they've done the business on the pitch. I don't think we can underestimate how, how we, as I mentioned previously, how important their own record were for them. You know, they, they were a, a, a tough team to beat at home and they weren't great away from away from home. You know, there were teams who, who they should have bet, you'd think, and they didn't when they travelled away. But the, the own form did it, the the recruitment, the togetherness. I know Jack's just been talking about the players who signed them. They, to me, I, I would have had, when Jack was speaking, but I thought I'd wait while I finished. They, they look like they want to be there. And that's a big thing, to have players who, who look like they want to be at that club. You know, the, your fans feed off that. Your fans feed off that. And <laughs> celebrations after... Have, can imagine with a few sore heads for the, <laughs> for the foreseeable future with, uh, with celebrations. Yeah, well, you know, they go straight into the Champions League. It's... <laughs> I can't, but I just... I, 
look, looking back over the season, you have to pinpoint a lot of um you can look at an awful lot of other teams' results as to where, where they messed up, but you have to kind of look at some of Deportivo's results as to where they actually won the title. First and foremost, game of the season, five two, Madrid at home. Absolute magical. For me, watching that game, that was the game that we seen that you know what, these boys they ain't slowing down. These are serious. I mean, Madrid didn't know what hit them. They hadn't a clue what hit them. You look at Valencia, beating Valencia at home, Barcelona at home. Just as you, as you mentioned there, Dan, the home form has been epic. Okay, their away form hasn't been the very best. But six draws this season, 21 wins, 11 defeats. You know, there's, there's three teams, four teams actually, that have um, lost less than them. But... Turning draws into wins is what it's all about. And for me, those particular games, those big, big, big games, especially the Madrid game, because it, it's it's not even the way it's it, it's not even it's not even, don't look at the scoreline. It's the way they achieved the scoreline. They they put teams to the sword. This smallish team that nobody gave a chance at the start of the season bullied the so-called big boys and bullied them badly. Put them, especially especially that Barcelona, especially Barcelona at home. I know, okay, the Madrid's match is something to be um, revered in, but the Barcelona result was just magic. It's for me disappointed as I am. Absolutely no complaints. Step at table, magnificent football along the along the line. I mean, Jackie, you can't argue with it, can you? No, you can't. I mean, the only complaint that I've got is that they couldn't even bloody score against Betis. Um, who held them to a nil 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 a nil nil draw even uh, somehow uh, still can't come to terms with the fact that uh, Betis were able to to keep a clean sheet against this side. But yeah, I can only really say what you guys have been saying, which is that by beating these bigger clubs, by beating Barcelona, Madrid, Valencia, it allowed them to to be a bit dodgy on the road to drop points against Espanyol, Numantia, to, to get spanked 4-1 by Valladolid because they were comfortably beating the bigger sides who were who were fighting the title. So they were inconsistent, but they were bloody brilliant at the same time. It, it's really weird. It, it's kind of mind-boggling because you'd see them on the road and there'd be times where you'd kind of think, like, there's no way that this, this side can keep it together long enough to win the league or to even go into the the final weeks challenging. But they just kept doing the business at home. And yeah, okay, they'd, they'd pick up the occasional points on the road, which in the end have proved absolutely vital. I mean, I, I ridiculed that nil-nil draw against Betis, but had that gone a different way, you know... They beat, beat you all that away. Exactly. And, you know, it, it, w- it did turn out to be a valuable point. But whether next season when they're... they're challenging again whether results on the road like that are going to end up coming back to bite them if you see what i mean whether a nil nil draw is, isn't going to be enough anymore that that's my biggest worry really with this side that they're gonna it's not luck but they are gonna run out of ways to just pull pull out wins from draws and they're gonna end up dropping more points uh in a stupid manner and that's what worries me because they they don't have the away form to to fall back on if things suddenly get a bit tough at Rissel. 
will they do it again next season? Look, probably not, because we all know that Barcelona and Madrid will will make huge changes in the summer because they they will not want something like this happening again. But it wouldn't really be that surprising if they did. True, you could look at you look at, you could look at areas that they could strengthen. And personally, for me, looking at them, they could deal with another striker. If they get another striker up there. You're talking, you're talking, and I mean a good striker. You know, you just look at look at the top goal scorer so far this season. Is the option of looking at the looks of Salva, the Pichichi winner, Rasen Santander, absolutely immense this season, shooting way above its normal level. It shouldn't be there. There's an option. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, maybe, would he? I don't know. He's. He's been pretty impressive for Atleti, who have been pretty dismal this season. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let, let's put it this way. He's certainly not going to be with us in the Segunda, is no, he? No, 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 no. And then you have, look, obviously, Roy McCoy there. You know, 22 goals this season. Look at the likes of Diego Tristan from Mallorca, 18 goals this season. I mean, he wouldn't be the worst the worst partnership to be, to be going forward next season, would he? Exactly, and that's the that is the key thing. They need to keep doing this. Okay, they probably won't win another league title. They won't be able to replicate this miracle. But if they can keep challenging, if they can stay within the top, you know, the top four, maybe even the top six, if they can really kind of cement themselves as a big club in Spain by continuing to to recruit in a smart and well informed manner, then they could become a real powerhouse. Well, Dan. I suppose when we look back at the, the squad of players that Deportivo have have had this season, for me, obviously, Roy McCoy's been my personal, not so much, yeah, he's been my player this season, absolutely. Love watching him. Another player, Manuel Pablo, for me, probably Deportivo's player this season. His defensive capacity has just been immense. He's been an absolute monster at the back. A fantastic player. Is there anyone on this step or table side that's stood out for you? Yeah, yeah, there's quite a lot, mate. There really is. And one I'm going to, it's tough because there's so many, but one I'm going to focus on is Jakanovic, who is, I mean, you, you, come to a, you come to a new club and you're going with the title. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? And in, we, we've talked about how well they've performed at home. And for your midfield to control games at home, to be strong when they're protecting the back four. You just mentioned some really good strikers who was at the top of the goal charts. They've been coming up against players of that calibre and they've controlled games, they've shut them out, they've not conceded many in the big games. You talk about what Madrid put two past them at home. You can't underestimate the, the defensive side, what you what your midfield play. It's 31, brought in at 31. He's, he's not got many more seasons in him, but he's brought in experience and he's, he's made them look a stronger unit as a team and I just hope, not to look too far ahead, but I hope that they've got a few signings lined up like that where they're going to get someone in and yeah, it, it, don't get me wrong, he's not going to retire but he's still got quite a lot of experience, you know he's, he's been playing in, in Spain now since 93 I believe so plenty of time in, in and around La Liga he knows teams, he knows oppositions, he knows what to expect. I think that's where they need to look at going now to get some more signings like that because I think he's been tremendous, tremendous for uh, for Deportivo La Coruña this season. Well, Dan, actually, come on to you, Jack. Uh, Deportivo owe a huge amount of appreciation to Tenerife. I mean, they've taken two of their best players 
who have become arguably two of Deportivo's best players this season and who were absolutely vital in this league win. And again, paid, you know, in relative terms, pittance for the two of them. I mean, other than McCoy and Ikanovic, has anyone stood out for you? Uh, yeah, actually, I'd like to highlight the, um, three of Depor's midfielders. Their midfield has been so crucial for them this year. One player in particular, in an attacking sense, Jalminha, uh, who they signed uh, three seasons ago from Palmeiras. He has been huge for them, not just this, this season, but the two before that as well. Uh, he's scored 26 goals over the th- the three seasons which you know for for an attacking midfield player isn't too bad in a, a, of a return but it's more than his goals he's so eccentric and unpredictable he he is the typical brazilian attacking footballer he's got so much flair always with a trick up his sleeve but then he's so well yeah he is he's unpredictable and you never know which version of him is going to turn up in which week but this year there's just been something about him where he seems to have managed to get his head down for long enough just to stay focused on the football. And Depor have just reaped the rewards from it because he, he had something that, you know, take him out and Mackay is instantly on probably like half the goals for the season because Jalminia is just feeding him constantly with chances. So that's kind of on the attacking side. Uh, then two more kind of, well, they're more defensively minded uh, footballers, but Victor Sanchez de Lamo, who has been key for them in the middle of the park, only missed one game all season. And then Excellent. also Mauro Silva. Um, he's another Brazilian midfielder, but he's nothing like Jalminha. He is literally the definition of a workhorse. Incredible stamina, not afraid to get his foot in. You know, he's really tough tackling and he's a leader. And like we've mentioned before, this Depor side, they're a group of players who care. And for, even from someone who's who wasn't even born in this country, but to to care as much on the pitch as he has done. You know, it's not like he's a, he's a local kid who grew up supporting the team. He was signed in 1992. So yeah, he okay, he's been been here for a long time. And incidentally, he was uh he signed at the same time as the the wonderful Babetta, who obviously has uh moved Legend. on after a uh, after the, the league title slipped between Depor's hands a few years back. But they've just fallen in love with the club. I think that all three of those have just been so pivotal for, for this season, for Depor. Well, look, I suppose we're talking a lot about the players, but massive, massive appreciation has to be handed out to Javier Irueta. I mean, the style of plays implemented at Deportivo is just... Okay, he's had it the past couple of seasons, but whatever, whatever this season, whatever he's done, it's 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 the it's the little things he's adjusted. It's bringing in the players he's brought in. It's given Jamelia more more freedom on the ball. He's been absolutely outstanding this season. Mauro Silva as well, as you said, Jack, an absolute workhorse. Dan, is anyone else from this particular depot table so that's you know stood out for yourself out this season? Well, you mentioned him earlier, Gav, thirty-seven years old. Amazing. Scored the first goal, Donato, and it just it just says it all about the team. That they've got someone in who's who's been here now seven I think he's just finished his seventh season and he's got Leagues winners medal and it's it's solid. It's solid and versatile, can play at the back if needs be. 
in the middle. Uh, there's just so many players and so many aspects of his team which give you so much positivity. Now, don't get me wrong, I didn't know much about him in his earlier years at, at Deportivo, but he's got nothing but admiration for a, for a bloke at 37 years old to still be playing in a top European league and going on and winning a title, you know, and I just think that, I know people say, yeah, it's just a number, but it gets to a point where you slow down. It gets to a point where you you don't recover as quickly as you used to from games, from injuries. And it's going to be, uh, when he decides to leave or hang up his boots, it's going to be a big gap for him to fill. And I don't want to go negative. I don't want to look at the negative, but there's, <laughs> there's a couple, you know, like there is a couple of people who's at that age who's on the past 30 now and aren't going to have many years left at Depot. But yeah, two two solid players there I'd like to mention who have been sensational this season. Well, lads, we leave the, the Deportivo Lovin for a while. Jack, uh, I suppose I'm going to go around each of our teams. Atleti relegates. Obviously, we knew that. Cup of, cup of that Ray for in the next week. Are you confident? No, um, I'm really not, to be honest, that we're a complete shambles. It's just an absolute mess and really just can't wait for the season to, to be over now. Well, obviously, the league season's over, but have the joys of being, well, having to sit through another 90 minutes of heartbreak because there was a lot of hope and expectation when Ranieri was announced as the new manager. You know, he'd had a good two-year spell at Valencia, very successful there, not even just for the trophies he'd won, but the way he'd got that team playing, you know, very defensively solid, but also very efficient in, in attack. But it's just, it's been so disastrous here. He left in February. Nothing's changed since then. You know, nothing at all. We've had. I know, I know. But you you bring in Antich, and then oh look, let's sack him before. What the fuck? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sacking him with a game to go. Well, one league, one league game to go, and then the um, the the cup final. It's it's kind of tinting his legacy a little bit at Atleti because. He'd been there for two spells beforehand as a manager, and for him to, you know, he didn't need to to then take on this third spell, but he did it because because of his affection with the club, and it's only ended up effectively biting him in the ass because it's not his fault that the, that the team is so bad. You know, it's Hazus Hill for for effectively running this team into the ground, madness into a, a, a administration. You know when. Um, when Ranieri left, it was um, 17th place we were in, just above the relegation zone. We were surviving, barely surviving, but the you know that gets to a point where there's only so much that the manager can do before it's out of their control, and the club just needs a complete restructure from from top to bottom. The fact that Hasselbank is second in the Pichichi rankings, despite us being relegated second bottom, is just phenomenal. And there's no way that he'll be in the Segunda with us next year. I mean, I'd love it because he would just bang in goals for fun. But, you know, him, Valeron, Captavilla, they all deserve so much better than this. And yeah, good, good old Jimmy scored half your goals. Yeah, <laughs> ex- exactly. Goals this season. Exactly. When you, when you look at it like that, there's, there's going to be a top European team coming coming for him. I mean, as long as he doesn't go to Madrid, then I, I guess I'll just about live. But... You know, it's not going to be nice to see him leave, but they they deserve to to be at a club that's at least well run 
Um, in terms of the the actual cup final, can't help but get horrible flashbacks of when we played Espanyol earlier on in the season and got spanked three one by them. The defending for the equaliser from Raúl Tamudo was just horrific. I mean, even the chance that Benitez missed in the run up to that goal, the defending was practically non-existent. And then the goal that Benitez scored himself, it was just a shambles, a complete and utter mess. And we really just need to to take a step back and have a long and hard think about how how and where this club goes, what direction it goes in, how we take it. But I guess the only way is up after being uh, relegated to the Segunda. So who knows? I mean, it would be nice to, to end the season on a high. But I mean, the only thing that's guaranteed is for Hasselbank and Tamudo to score because, well, Tamudo loves scoring against Atleti and Hasselbank just loves scoring full stop, really. Dan, what do you reckon? Do you reckon um, Atleti will be Espanyol? I hope they do. <laughs> I can imagine you, you know why, but I'm not sure. You've got to, the spirit in the camp's got to be low at the minute. It's got to be. And that can either go one or two ways. They can realise that, yeah, it's been a very poor season, but they've got a chance to go out on what is an eye. We're a winner's medal with a trophy. But then you look at how they've done over the season. We can't see them winning it from that point of view. So it's going to be interesting. I'm going to sit on the fence. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> of course I am. Of course I am, Gav. But it depends if the players want it, I think. I think they've got players with the ability to win the match, but are the heads going to be in the right place? Are they going to be right for in the mind? Are they going to be as bothered as they would be if they knew that they'd be playing in the top league next season, not the Segunda? I don't want to call it, Gaff. What, what about you? I'm going to go for an Espanyol 2-1 win. It's just, it's just what I'm thinking. But anyway, Dan, do you know what? I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to come back to another team that's made absolute tidal waves in La Liga this season. Little Alaves making their European debut for next season. It's absolutely incredible for them, especially after only gaining promotion the season before. I mean, with the likes of Martin Hierra, who's won the Zamora Trophy for conceding the least amount of goals, they're a fairly tight, <laughs> very tight unit. Finishing sixth, you wave the cup first round. How do you think they'll do? Well, before I answer that, Gav, I want to point out something what I didn't realise straight away, but they've, they've won more than Real Madrid in the league this season. I just think that's that's exceptional and I just think it's one, it's just one of those things I wanted to point out because that is something to, to for a team, as you say, we're only little, we're only little and for them to to record more wins is brilliant. But, but Dan, Dan, this is brilliant as well. They've They've only scored 41 goals in 38 games, yet they've won 17 times. <laughs> That's insane. It really is, mate. It really is. And it just shows you how, how they get the job done. The, 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 the don't, they don't concede many, as, you, as you've just mentioned, because they've got the Zamora, you know. And they don't score many. But if you're not conceding many, you don't need to score many, as long as you get one or two. I just... I do worry a little bit. I'm a... Uh, I'm not an optimist, but I just think they're going to have to spend. Maybe not a lot of money, but they're going to have to bring players in because it's, it's extra games next season. And if you want to get a fire in it, you're going to play a lot more games as well. You know, if you're, if you're wanting to get to the last stages, if they get recruitment right, who knows where they could go? If they get, if they keep the spirit what they've shown this season, if they keep the togetherness in the squad, if they get lucky with injuries and they avoid injuries, who knows how far they can get? And, you know what, they're going to be confident. They're going to be confident because they've played well this season. They've deserved 
to get where they've got in, in sixth place. And the reward for that is is the UEFA Cup is a is a chance to to win the UEFA Cup. So great for Spanish football, and fingers crossed that we can see them get to the last stages. Yeah, it's crazy to think that. Obviously, look, Alaves are in the league. They're playing the likes of Barcelona, Real Madrid and all that. But they're going to be going up against the likes of Liverpool next season in the, the UEFA Cup. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting for everybody at sound in the league. We wish them well. Jack, I'm going to come to Madrid. This whole Galactico madness, the money they're spending. For me, this season, fifth, they've been appalling. For me, they have been appalling. They sacked John Tassak in November. They brought in the gentleman that is Vincente del Bosque. But where's the logic in spending all these millions if you're going to be quite pathetic, in my opinion, throughout the season? They've been very, very negative in some games. The players they have on the pitch, I mean, player for player, they're exceptional. Okay, they won the Champions League last season. But again, it's... Where where's this where's this going? Where's all this money madness going? What are they hoping to, to achieve? I mean, for the money they're spending, they should be dominating. And I mean dominating in the sense that we shouldn't even be sitting here talking about any other team other than the gap between Real Madrid and whoever's second. And that's the biggest issue. I I I can understand them wanting to spend big because they are a big club, but you need to spend big in the right way. You don't go and spend huge amounts of money on a 20-year-old such as Nicolas Anelka. 34 million euros for him. He's now finished the season with two league goals. So if that's all that 34 million euros can get you, I'm very worried for the future. Granted, he's only 20, but you need to take a step back and actually think about that money and what it's getting. Because I don't want to always have to go back to Depor, but the money that they got Mackay for, and then you compare it to what Madrid are spending, just look, look at the difference in value there. Because Anelka, there's no way he's going to be there next season, even though he's only 20. It hasn't worked out for him. And that's now effectively another gap in Madrid's squad for, for them to fill. And 34 million euros down the drain. So it's a lose-lose situation. But they haven't just spent big on their forwards. You know, they, they've spent big money, Salgado and Helguera, in the summer. But even that hasn't been able to to shore up their defence. They've still leaked goals. You know they've conceded forty eight goals, which is a lot for for a team like Madrid. Only a handful of teams have conceded more than that, and that is a really damning statement for this club. You know it's not like they they're going out and blowing teams away either by by putting four or five past them each week. They are genuinely struggling despite all of this money. They And they're only they're long they're only back in the Champions League because they won it last season. Based on merit this season, they shouldn't be anywhere near it. Exactly. They're in the Champions League final again. Obviously they, they play Valencia um in a week's time or well a few weeks time. So let's see what they can do there because as we all know that is Madrid's ultimate goal. It's always it always comes back to the Champions League. But should they lose that, this will be a disastrous season. But even looking at the club as a neutral, to to spend all of that money and only be happy with the Champions League, well, I say only with the Champions League. But with that kind of money, you should be running away with the league and Champions League year in year out. It is absolutely scandalous that they 
they've struggled this year. And, you know, it's not like Toshak's a, a poor coach either because he did a, a decent job when he came in midway through the season last year. You know, got to November, had enough, brought in another good coach, but they need stability to go with this crazy money spending. Otherwise, it's just never going to work. Well, lads, I'll tell you what, we have a look at the, we have a look at the teams that's coming up because we know who's going down. And coming up for next season, we have the Islanders, Las Panas. be nice to have them back. Asasuna. And Villarreal will make a reappearance again after a dismal campaign last season. be interesting to see how Villarreal do because, you know, they're a small club, but they have, they play nice football. So hopefully for next season, they'll try to leave a mark in La Liga. Uh, lads, I suppose, looking back over the season, you know, you have to give an honourable mention to Zaragoza. They've been arguably the underachievers this season. All based on, uh, we spoke earlier on about how Deportivo had diffuse draws. You know, Zaragoza had one of the highest and they finished fourth. They could again, if results had went their way, final day of the season, they don't want to. Like, with Deportivo first, Barcelona second, Valencia third, Zaragoza fourth. Are we, are we, are we going to see a change in the dynamics of the duopoly I mean it's, it's, what are we going to see now for the next couple of seasons between Barcelona and Real Madrid they're not dominating the way they have been personally this season I think Barcelona have actually overachieved with the way they've played football because some of the football times is just it's harrowing to watch it's it's I don't know what Louis van Gaal is playing at it's, it's so restrictive for the type of players we have we looked at Sevilla absolutely atrocious this season Atleti, again, under Jesus, just it's been an absolute madhouse. That's all that can be said. It's a madhouse that they're going down. Sorry to see betters going down. Started the season pretty well. But if teams like Nemancia, Malaga done well this season, Mallorca done very well this season, and, of course, Alaves done well this season. I mean, for next season, Jack, obviously it's, <laughs> this season's just, it's just over, but what would you like to see? Who, who are you looking forward to, to seeing next season? I'm looking forward to, to seeing if Depor can not necessarily repeat it, but if they can, can compete again um, with Barcelona and Madrid and attempt to establish themselves as kind of one of the big boys in, in Spanish football, along with Valencia kind of in that level just below the duopoly of Madrid and Barcelona. But I think it's, it's inevitable that Madrid and Barcelona are going to make huge changes because they... They will not want something like this happening again. Coming up from the Segunda, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Viral back in the Primera um, and Las Palmas as well. What about yourself, Dan? What are you looking forward to the next season? I, I, I think we all are going to be looking forward to see looking forward to see how Depor do next season. Yeah, there's added pressure to him now. They're, they're a scalp. Teams are wanting to to beat the the winners of the league, you know, so that's going to be interesting. It added pressure to the to the players. Will they cope with it? Will they be able to put on another fight for the title? I'm also looking forward to seeing Zaragoza again. You know, I, I didn't expect him to finish as I did in fourth, so will they be able to cope? Again, it's, it's added pressure to these teams who, are, who have done really well and have hopefully got something to build on. And then the promoted teams, Gav, I know you just briefly, briefly mentioned them, but 
I always like a team who, who gets promoted to, just to see how they do the business in the transfer market and how the adapter either coming back to the league or, or getting into it for the first time. So few questions to be answered for, for a couple of those promoted sides and another another exciting season to look forward to, which we uh, which we do get treated with in Spain, don't we? I'm saying you do. Well, lads, it's been a brilliant season. I'm good Barcelona couldn't have retained the crown, but they've handed it over to the best team in the league by a mile this season. This Deportivo have been wonderful to watch. Actually, they've been super. So congrats, Super Deportivo. Till next season, talk soon.